I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 158. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizet, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. One of my favorite things to do is to study the names of God. In fact, my youngest daughter, Meredith, has even published a few podcasts of her own called More Than a Name, where she talks about different names of God. You know, we can learn so much about God when we study His names. And I was inspired by Hillsong Worship's new song, What a Beautiful Name, to explore a couple of the names of God this week. The song specifically refers to Jesus, so we're going to start with how we see Jesus in the beginning. You were the word at the beginning, one with God, the Lord most high. You're hidden. John describes Jesus this way when he calls him the Word. In John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, he says, In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. Now, we're going to get into the idea here of the Trinity. The doctrine of the Trinity can be summarized like this. God eternally exists as three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and each person is fully God, and there is one God. Now, I am no theologian, but I do know that much of what we're going to be looking at today in Scripture supports the doctrine of the Trinity and makes sense in light of the doctrine of the Trinity, okay? The word Trinity is not mentioned in in God's Word, but it is implied. And if you're seeking a more detailed resource on this topic, I can recommend Wayne Grudem's Systematic Theology. And since I know you're a podcast listener, he has a podcast that details his teaching on the Trinity over four one-hour episodes. You got that? Four hours. (laughs) Can you see why I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty today? But I want you to get into the nitty-gritty. It will help you as you read God's Word in the future. I'm going to link to both the book and the podcast in my show notes for today's episode. You can find that at michellenizat.com forward slash 158. Back to John chapter 1. The name for Jesus here is Logos. Logos is a Greek word translated 
word, right? So in the beginning was the word, but John is using it here as the name of Jesus in this passage. So our song, this passage, and this name will eventually send us to Genesis, to the beginning. But we learn a great deal about Jesus when we unpack this passage and this name, and let's slow down a little bit and do that. In the beginning, the word already existed. You know, Jesus, the son, he is God in human form. So he was not created in the beginning because he already existed because he's God. And it says the word was with God. Again, although it is mysterious to our minds, God is distinctly three persons and yet one God. So Jesus, the word, Logos, he was with God in the beginning. I love the word with here. A friend of mine has been pondering this word for a while. So this is for you, Christina. But the word was with God, you know, not just by his side, but together in intention, having the same mind and purpose, moving forward in the same direction. He was with God in a way we can, we never can be because of the next statement. So, and the word was God. You see, we can, we can join God and we can, we can, he can be alongside us and he came to be with us. It says so in his, in another name of his, but we are not God. So Jesus, he was with God. The word was with God and the word was God. Jesus, Logos, is God. And this is extremely important truth to hold on to as you consider Jesus, our Savior, Emmanuel, God with us. And, you know, he existed in the beginning with God, it says. So it's important to focus in on on any area of scripture, by the way, that offers up repetition. So this is the second time in two verses that it talks about Jesus being with God in the beginning. And then it goes on to say, God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. This is a perfect opportunity to go ahead and head to Genesis to look at the beginning and the story of creation. Because not only was Jesus, the word, Logos, with God, but everything was created through him. What an amazing thought. So let's head over to Genesis 1-1, where it's very familiar to us. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the Hebrew word for God here is Elohim. And El means mighty or strong, but it's the ending of this name of God that gives it significance. You see, El- Elohim, Him is a plural ending, meaning more than one. So this plural name of God does not mean that there is more than one God. Deuteronomy 6, 4 says it this way, the Lord... Uh, the Hebrew word for Lord here is, is Jehovah. So Jehovah is our God, Elohim. The Lord is one. The Lord is our God. The Lord is one. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit created the heavens and the earth. Now we already saw in John chapter 1 that God created everything through the word. And Colossians 1.16 reiterates it. It says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms 
and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. So that was Colossians chapter 1. But let's jump back to Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. So God spoke, and the Spirit moved, and through Christ, all things were created. So each part of the Godhead had part had a part in the in creation. Now further further on in Genesis chapter 1 in verse 26 it says, "Then God said, then Elohim said, let us make man in our image after our likeness." Elohim said, "Let us They were together. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit were with each other in creation. So Elohim, the triune God, is our creator. And with a word, he spoke creation into existence. With a word, he fashioned us in his image. He wove us together in our mother's womb. What a God. And so when you sing the name of Jesus, you must know he is the word. He is Lagos. And he is Elohim. And it makes me want to sing praise to this beautiful name. is the name above all names. He was not only there in the beginning, but his name is above all names. Let's head over to Philippians chapter 2 to discover what the significance of this name above all names should have on our own lives because it makes a difference in our lives, not just a knowledge, but it's going to make a difference in how we live. So Philippians 2 verse 1 through 11, is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? any comfort from his love, any fellowship together in the spirit. Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Jesus Christ had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above above all other names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Though he was God, the Word, Logos, 
Elohim from before the beginning with God in the beginning. He was God, but he gave up his divine privileges and came down as a human being. Emmanuel, God with us. Not just that. He humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. And because of this, our scripture says, therefore, God elevated him, giving him the name above all names. This name, Jesus, it's so much more than just a reference point to know who we're talking about. It's not like, oh, that's Michelle over there. No, this name, every time you utter it in praise, every time you invoke it in prayer, you are saying everything about him that we have learned today and so much more. Through Jesus, all things were created. Jesus, Elohim, fashioned us in his image. Jesus gave up his privileges. Jesus took on flesh bondage, the humble position of a slave. Jesus gave the ultimate sacrifice, his life as an act of obedience. Jesus was with God. Jesus is God. Every time you say you belong to Jesus, this is what you're saying. Any relationship with God includes all of this. So then Paul is saying this to us. Agree, love, work together. Be unified. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Esteem others higher than yourself. Look out for the interest of others. Have the same attitude as Jesus, the Word, Lagos, Elohim, the Creator God. Bow your knee and declare with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. It's a high calling. It's a, it's a powerful name. Don't ignore it. Don't misuse it. Worship it. Worship the name of Jesus. Learn more about his name. Study the name of Jesus. Trust him. Trust in the name of Jesus. Proverbs 18.10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous man runs into it and is safe. So what's next? I spent time in three key areas today. John chapter 1, Genesis chapter 1, and then Philippians chapter 2. You don't have to do that. You could, if you wonder, if you want a place to go, pick those three chapters and go and, and study, just go over what we what we read today. But you can look up other names of God and you can research those. I encourage you to journal, to sing, to pray, to meditate on a name or many names of God. You know, ask God, what about each name should impact the way you view him? I, I've not forgotten your bites for the week, by the way. The Bible interaction tool exercises that I used this week were to consult a commentary, I followed some cross-references, and I journaled a little bit. And I even made a list. I shared it with you just now. You, I'm not sure if you heard it, but um, I listed out what Paul indicated was our role in light of the name above all names. And above all this, uh, let this song inspire you to get into the Word of God. And not so you can increase your knowledge alone, but so that knowledge can lead to understanding and understanding can lead to relationship and relationship can lead to worship. Your theology, your study of God needs to lead to doxology, your worship of God, not out of duty or regulation or ritual, but out of a deeper understanding of who this God is that you are lifting your praise to. And what a beautiful, wonderful powerful name it is. And while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. You can email me, michelle at michellekneezat.com. Hop on Twitter or Facebook and talk about what we're what you're learning. 
And I really mean it. I, I respond to your comments and emails. I don't always choose to use the song that you request on the podcast, but I will always point you to scripture to explore. I love to pray for your requests. I had a listener who was surprised by my response this week, and I, I just want to say I'm humbled that the Lord has given me access to you. I'm, I'm truly humbled. And my prayer and is, well, first of all, I pray I never take your regard lightly, And even when we disagree, I pray that you know that it is my heart's prayer that you would have an unreasonable desire for God's word. And I truly believe that he will do the rest. If you're in his word and you're opening your heart to him, he will do the rest. And if he continues to use me as an instrument, I will continue to humbly serve him. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, however, I want to shout out to my newest subscribers. Now, I'm recording a little early this week because I'm headed to Arkansas for a week-long vacation with my family. Woohoo! And But I do want to shout out to my newest subscribers, Ryan from Louisiana, Martha from Arizona, Shalada from Texas, Lisa from Oregon, and Liz from Pennsylvania. These are my newest subscribers to my website. Welcome. Now, the benefit of subscribing is that I will email you once a week, and in that email, you'll get a weekly memory verse resource. You can display that on your smartphone, your tablet, your desktop desktop, or you can even print it out and put it in a place convenient for you. And you will also get an email recap of the week's episode and instant access to any of the extra resources that I create from time to time. It's just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneesat.com to subscribe today. And then don't miss an episode of my podcast. You can subscribe directly in iTunes. And while you're there, please leave me a written review and a star rating. Uh, This not only encourages me, of course, but it helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using the song The Cure by Unspoken. My 13-year-old recommended this one and gave me a scripture reference to boot, so how could I resist? If you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 158. And while you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.